So I'm going to just read from the middle of this book and just to give you some indication of what's going on. It's a book. It's letters that a guy wrote to a woman that he saw at a party. And uh, there's some references to... He goes to the dentist a lot, and also he's a boxing fan, so... That's some of the references. Letter 33. I've never cried in the shower. That's a woman thing, I think. What happened to your heartbeat? Tell me soon, as it's not a good place to have a question mark. When was the last time you dressed for Halloween, and what were you? I've not done it in my adult life. I remember what my last costume was. I was 15 and insisted on dressing up as a baby. There was a contest. Bed sheet as diaper, lipstick on cheeks in two red circles, a bonnet made out of Christmas wrapping, big teddy bear in tow. But I refused to shave the dark down on my upper lip, which I had been cultivating for a year. Certain I would take first place, baffled when I didn't even get an honorable mention. Didn't they see me? I'm bathing regular. I'm making suppers with more care. I'm driving to theaters I never go to alone. I'm making evenings of things. Work progresses in utter silence. That is, I don't hear the voices of doubt. I read an article about a town where people were falling down a lot. A few nights ago, a friend asked, Where are the women? We cruised by the place we thought they were. It was dead. We cruised by a couple other bars. By the way, cruising means slowing down and looking in the door or at the people on the sidewalk. I don't even know what we want to see. What would make us stop and go in? I think my buddy would like to see a bar three-quarters full with a male-female ratio of twenty eighty. Me, I'd like the bar to be near empty, with Emma Bolcott sitting by herself, smoothing out an empty straw sleeve. We could make an evening of things. Letter 34. I really need you to be behind me and not calling me a wolf. Though I've been in a savage mood. I got sick and lying in bed alone for uncountable days gave me time to mull and muse and stew with a weakened mind. Excuse my absence. The mailbox was out of reach. Even the radio, which sped through a couple centuries of sonatas, fugues, death waltzes, was too distant. When I finally got up, I was not depressed. I was angry. You're a fucking idiot, was the refrain. No matter how small the act, like burning my hand on a hot plate. Not a hot plate. Things haven't gotten that bad yet. I was holding myself responsible for things beyond my control. But I'm getting out of it by sleeping in the guest room on the, li the little bed. And writing you from the guest room. And taking readings from here. And feeling better. But I haven't been talking to anyone, and I think that's dangerous like a country without a language. 
I haven't had a live conversation in over two weeks. I fantasize like a bastard. Oh, there was the one guy, a talker, talked at me. Maybe this is the cause of all this. Threw his words like melting darts and watched me like a 50-cent movie. I read your letter while the eggs were spitting and the coffee dripping, then came back to it. Between you and me, I can only be so forgiving of someone who would be moderately cruel and claim it was a stopgap for the geyser of cruelty within them. But I'm guilty of it, too. Bye-bye, by cuspids. You don't want a necklace out of those things. I'm not anxious about what must be done. Extractions. It's not in my nature to think about the future until after it has happened. I almost stop and buy cigs after seeing the dentist. The fancy tobacco store is right next door. Instead, I let myself have a cup of coffee after supper, like an old man or a European. I talked to my grandmother. She claimed I was her son. I tried to explain that I was her son's son. We talked for a long time, and I'm not sure she knew who I was for any of it, which made me doubt she was who she was. Work is a lead ball hammered deep into the ground. I ought to lighten up, is what your letter said to me. How's your urinary tract? Letter 35. It was really good to get your last letter. I was happy. I should have known you'd have something sharp to say, more interesting than the things other people would say. It is sadly humorous to see foolish men think they are lapping you with their wit and cunning. The scanning of my face for muscle reaction as he brought the needle of the dart closer and closer was exactly what was missing from my account. Seems you were there more than I was. I used to dread giving my order to a waitress as a kid. It went around the table in slow, ma slow motion, everyone else ordering, and when is she going to get to me? And then everyone's looking at me. It's funny how intently people watch other people ordering, as if it's going to illustrate how to deal with desire. I also wonder about the volume at which people speak. How does one choose their personal volume level? What I really want to know is why do some people talk so much louder than necessary? The fights have not been landmarks. Two in a row only went one round. And some company now throws candy at the crowd. First they try to hand you some as you walk in, and then they circle and pelt them at you in your seat. People go crazy for anything you throw at them. A sixty-year-old man diving on the floor and ripping his pants for a five-cent lollipop. I think a lot of the people at matches get in free somehow. I look around and can't imagine these people even know where they are. Why does it feel like I'm the only one who should be there? Everywhere I go, it feels like this. I don't invite friends along. They'd be into the candy and the blood you can see. I'm more interested in the blood you can't see. A boxer who had already, already fought was standing at the edge of the crowd with his wife. She went to the bathroom, leaving him with her purse. Just standing there with her purse, still in his fight clothes. He may as well have slipped on her stilettos. Those lucky enough to be seated behind him were able to exchange quick smirks. 
but the poor saps facing him had to hold it in. I'm almost always for the challenger. The big gloating champ rarely appeals to me. Unless they are just completely, undeniably, seamlessly crushing. There's a pipe wire fella who I've seen get knocked the hell out every time he fights. He usually explodes in anger when the ref ends the match. He was there last night, got knocked the hell out. Got up before the count, but the ref wouldn't let him continue. He exploded briefly, but then starts smiling and hugging everyone. Music plays while the MC prepares to announce the winner. He's the loser, and he's bopping frenetically in the center of the ring until they drag him out. He could be seen the rest of the night making the rounds with a big smile, yelling unintelligible praise, dancing and drinking beer. In another fight, a boxer who kept getting warned and penalized for low blows was disqualified. His kid, maybe 12 years old, jumps in the ring and tries to get to his father so he can understand their relationship has not been defeated. He can't reach him because of the mass of people. The kid lunges at the ref and does a head fake in his direction. Then he runs out of the ring, bawling with a red face and purple tongue. Mother and others restraining him and holding him for 15 minutes. Later they all walked off together like a family of geese, thinking of giving up flying. Tonight there is more. There is one fighter I'm looking forward to. Big feller. Big. He doesn't faint. He plants his feet like the king and queen on a chessboard. His opponents almost laugh because they can't believe the power. Oh, I'm going to be in town fairly soon for the Vortex Convention. I can bring a friend. If you can't go, I will hire a chimp. Can I borrow one of your dresses for him, though? I have my pride. Late nights, I imagine I will be scratching on your door at least. Letter 36. I'm not requiring you to go looking for fun or set up anything. I will only be there a few days, but if it's all right with you, can we take the breakfast dates one morning at a time? One testy, shoe-throwing morning at a time. If I don't get my eight hours, I will eat your children. I think you should come, but only from my own vantage point, because I so desperately hate routine and love change. So I'm assuming that's good for you, too, even though it may well not be. All I'm thinking is the so much that you want to do will be there when you get back. I don't think there is a cure for ants. Nothing from this world can enter or alter their world. If you find something, let me know. I've been meaning to read a book on ants. Knowing only that they dwell in the vortex, but need some crucial thing from us to be crushed scorched or drowned if they become too established or showy. It's good you are out of the sour. I feel half in and half out of it myself. Heading out. There's the sense that the imps of existence are backfooting it just out of my scope. The buildings they hide behind were built without hope. A great man once said to me, all we can do is try to do the work as best we can. That's it. Letter 37. I think I'm pretty good at keeping a secret because I hate people. But I'm not too good at supplying them, so give it to me. 
My voice has a strange accent lately. Wistful Korean grocer chiding a pyramid of pomegranates. HQ wants me to come check in, so I will be setting off soon. No convention from me. I was on the phone with them, and they kept asking me if I was all right. I kept saying, yes, I'm fine. They said, why don't you come on up? Figure it'll be a three-day drive. I'll probably only be there for a day or two. I got a postcard from my dental hygienist. She said it was time for my six-month cleaning and that she missed my beautiful smile. It was handwritten. I was in such a mood for a second, I thought she might mean it. It was the only mail I got, and they didn't mention the fact that I haven't scheduled my surgery. I'm suddenly sick of trying to put anything into words. If words are currency, then all I got is small change. There are boards to be paced, trod, and ghostly spinning micrometers to be palmed and repalmed, palmed and repalmed. Letter 38. There are a couple of very slow drip sounds developing behind the walls in a little corner I can't get to. The fights last night were good. At the end of one, the trainer came out and yelled at his fighter after he won. Before he even cut his gloves off, he said, If that's how you're going to box, you might as well give it up. I'm serious. And people ask me why I love boxing. I saw a show about the animals of Judea. They showed how the young ibex, a goat-deer combo with someone else's headgear, jump in the air and pair up to ram their flat, hornless heads. They jump like that in preparation for scaling mountain faces. You're under stress. You are not the owner of a bad brain. It's all in the great plan. If she's having rough days, fuck her sleep with nightmares. I still feel that you have it, the touch. The touch. You see, this is only your little Ibex pal you're pairing up with to butt heads until we both hop up the mountain. That's all this is. I have to go to HQ. I don't have a choice. It's essential. I'll only be there for a day or two, and then we can see each other. Letter 39. It smoothed me, smoothed me out to read your letter. Despite your strife, you are so tender to me. I was certain it was going to be a Vicodin night, as I needed some pinning down. But I lost that feeling when I read what you wrote. I don't know where we stand, and that is an eternal life for us. A feeling like emptying your lungs to sink to the bottom of a lake and squishing the mud underfoot, then coming back to shore with clean feet. So I guess I'm saying that we stand at the bottom of a lake, holding hands and working our toes, and we will someday swim to the shore with clean feet. Letter 40. Everything I've done today could have been done by a bear. The long seasoned sleep, the lumbering out of bed, tearing at a hard roll dipped in honey, and then sprawling lazily in the grass where the sun hit. I was going to take a bath, but decided that would have been too much bare activity. So I showered. Or will in a bit. 
If I took a bath, I think I would hunker down, expecting Emma Salmon to swim by so I could scoop her up. Saw a lone deer at yesterday's sunset. It looked down the road with an expression as if waiting for something in particular. Antlers. That deer had a nice face. Like it would help you out in a jam if it could. We are both going away. I had thought it was only me. I will now be paying more attention to what you will pack than to what I will. Last night the wind was blowing fierce and temperatures were dropping fast. The blind knocked a glass item off the sill. I knew it would happen but left the glass item there anyway. The bedroom door was slamming open and shut. Fell asleep and woke with a scream while staring at a dark spot on the wall. When lightning flashed, I saw the horizon on all four walls, your silhouette on each. I knew then that I know exactly what it would feel like to stand before you again, with your nose moving as it does. When I got up, I noticed several complete outfits of clothes in piles on my floor, as if a group of men had dropped them and gone out into the storm naked. If you think of something, do you stop to write it down? Letter 41. I'm up at HQ now. I woke up excited by the rain-slicked roads. I wanted to hear the hiss of tires, but I only drove to the airport, stopping to buy fresh duds and a duffel bag. HQ said I couldn't drive all the way here. They're trying to reverse the vortex temporarily as an exercise to see if they can. They're talking like it's imminent. Feels like a publicity stunt. I don't know what it's all about. I would hate to think I had anything to do with this. I would hate to think that a large reason for living would end. But I could find a reason to live in any situation. Siamese fighting fish can live in a water buffalo's hoof print filled with rainwater. We live in a hoof print, dreaming of where the next foot fell. Don't use the address on the envelope. I'll only be here a few days. There was some feller waiting for me outside my cabin this morning. You know the type. Pretends not to know you, but he's the one coming up and doing the talking. And his face shows that everything he's saying isn't what he truly wants to say. You can see it just there in his cheek. I wanted to deck him. I could become a boxer. Easy. That's it. Thanks.